Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Intangibles podcast. We are with Preeti the last time as we get into a little bit of her life and how she's used the Toastmaster skills that she's gotten through Tiger Tales and uses them now. That includes how to get and receive feedback in life. Additionally, Preeti leaves us with some advice that all of us can take into the future. So, Let's dive in. I make a device called iGaze. Well, that's our company's name as well. But it basically allows people who have motor disability to communicate through a computer. I'm kind of the software engineer. It seemed like, uh, especially when I was looking at some of your posts on, on Facebook and things, like this is, this is a huge cause and it requires a lot of technical work, but also some stuff from Toastmasters of, as far as sharing ideas or this product getting in front of people. Our company is very small. It's just 12, 14 people with representatives around the world. But the best part about working in a small company, at least in this one, is that I'm not just the engineer. I also have my hands on, you know, other stuff. We used to be called LC Technologies. The moment I walked in through the door, I was like, oh my God, I have to tell people I work at LC Technologies. I mean, that sounds like 1980, which is when it started 1980. It was just a, you know old company. Uh, and there was no pizzazz in that. So I have this burning inside that how can I make it happen that we change the company's name so people can recognize us more. We needed that as a company. Let me tell you that we did need, we do need a little bit of um, brush up to make our products look awesome and, you know, kind of like Apple. But then I'm this first year's person and how do we just go walk to our president? He's a very nice guy though. And he's like my advisor to me. So it's not that you cannot talk to him freely, but there's still, you know, he's still your boss. You still have to uh, be bound by those, you know, rules. And how do you tell him, I want to change the name of the company? <laughs> no, especially when the company name has his last name in it. So, oh, really? Yeah. So one of the key things that I did was, as opposed to what I would have done before joining Toastmasters or joining my PhD, was I would have done exactly that. Walk up to him and say, look, I don't like this name. Can we do something? And that would have done exactly nothing because he would have said, oh, no, we cannot do that because blah, 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 you know. At this point, I cannot delineate between what things I learned from my PhD versus Toastmasters because they were so ingrained in each other. Of course. My approach was awesome, and I say this, <laughs> because I approached it the way any other um, you know, person in the industry would have done. Mm -hmm. What I did was found out all the reasons we should change the name to. I thought the entire process through from top to the bottom. So I grabbed two other people who were on the same page and I communicated the idea to them. And I, again, I think all the stuff that I learned from Toastmasters was in that whole thing when I was communicating. You know, how do I present it to these two, even though they're my colleagues, I could have talked to them just as friends. Look, I don't like this name, you know. But I presented in a very professional way to convince them of this idea and bring them on board. Those are the things I can really tell that I learned from Toastmasters because you're trying to convince people that you're this awesome speaker, share the stuff. There's a set way of opening your speech and ending your speech so that it can have the full impact in a coherent way. Why do you want to do this? How is it going to impact us? How are you thinking of doing it? And how do you think it's going to um, lead us to? 
to that better path. And again, with company, you have to make sure the financial stuff is there. So I made sure every single thing was in my uh, little presentation. As an engineer, I, I don't care about those things, but if I have to present my idea, I think that was an important one. And even now, I'm kind of picky about a lot of stuff in my company because of this experience I've had. I'm not the branding manager. We have a branding manager who takes care of the brand and everything. I do tell, you know, here's my idea or here's my opinion in a very polite way and you don't have to take it, but here's how I see it. And they take it very nicely as well. So I appreciate them for that. <laughs> And our branding manager, he's 25, so he's just graduated and he's in that zone of learning more. So I tell him that, look, here's how I would have done it. Because I did the same thing. You know, when you're making posters, you put a lot of text. So I told him, no, flyers need to be more pictures and awesome pictures. And so now he's doing a great job of, you know, mm -hmm. running along the, those guidelines. And I think I got those from... Uh, Toastmasters, you know, how, how do you speak? How do you present something? Mm -hmm. I, I think I took away a lot from our meetings and our speakers and people, all the people we met. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think so much about, because there's, there's so many things there about what you just said. And you think about all the people who go out there into industry, you, you work for a small company and, and you don't like the name. How many people would spend their entire careers just sitting in their office saying, this name is stupid. Like this name is holding us back. And like when, when something goes wrong, it's like, well, if they had only, it, like if, if they would only listen to me, then you've got a, a younger coworker who's still learning and, and to have somebody who would just sit in their office and say, man, I don't like the way they're doing that. Between that ability, that freedom to speak up and to know how to say it and how to approach it so that you can be listened to and also having that ability to walk into a situation and mentor someone and know how to give them that feedback of this is great this could use a little work like knowing how to do that how much better that makes your career and i i've seen it in in my own work too like how many people just get stuck inside themselves and get frustrated by things that aren't going the way that, as good as they could or things that aren't going the way that they want and just not having that freedom to, to speak up or not having that ability to give feedback in a way that actually changes someone's mind. It's a superpower. Not that people don't have ideas, you know, people have feedback to give and it's not that their feedback is all garbage, you know, mm -hmm. it's just how you put it. Like I'm still struggling with convincing people not to use plastic, but how do you do it without, you know, pushing them or forcing them? And then they regret talking to you ever. So, um, so it's the right way, finding that right way. And like you said, and everybody um, wants to find that little niche of how do I put it? I'm still struggling to not speak extra garbage words. Let me put it that way. I have to do that. I'm better at listening, but I think I should join back Toastmasters to, um, if I have to say something, it, it, it takes extra words. And I always find myself giving examples, which I don't see in a lot of people who are, you know, expert speakers. They just say one sentence and the whole message is done. And I'm like, wow, what? I just took a paragraph to say that. So that's my drawback at this point. Yeah, it's like looking at a person, knowing exactly how you need to say it to them so you can pare it down into the shortest method possible. And just say it like it needs to be said. 
from giving speeches. You have to look at an audience and figure that out. If not, you won't. I mean, you'll still receive claps. Like Toastmasters is very supportive, but you, you won't receive that same kind of love and love notes that you, you see from like the, the expert speakers just because they have that ability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good one because in your work scenario, I mean, mine is a good one because it's just like Toastmasters, a small family. But a lot of, you know, big companies, your boss is not going to sit there and say, hey, you need it to be a little bit more polite and, you know, not say that. They're just going to fire you or, you know, put a black mark in your note saying whatever wrong you did. So I think we should take advantage of small, close-knit families that we have. I do need to learn one thing. Maybe Xavier, you can help me. Um, so like I said, one of my or two of my co colleagues are younger and 25-ish. And I feel like whenever I, <laughs> whenever I give feedback to them, I, I try not to be too picky, you know, like find a lot of flaws at the same time. But when I give it, I feel like we don't have ranks in our office. Like I'm not his boss, but I think he's doing it purely because, okay, I'm, I'm older and maybe I'm wiser or he thinks that that's the way. And so he kind of agrees to what I'm saying. So I'm not sure how to approach it. I, want, I don't want him to do that. I want him to just, you know, if he's right, he's right. So I don't know. Should I just tell him, don't do it because you think I'm wiser and older? Or? I think it happens to a lot of people about my age just coming in because they haven't had that experience of getting feedback from older people that much. And if anything, it's mostly just their parents. For a lot of people, this could be like their first job too. So uh, there's there's certainly a learning curve that, to learn that there's people out there that actually have your best interest at heart. In Toastmasters, it's something that, that you learn very early because we do mentor, we can practice and get very direct one-on-one -on -one feedback that way too. That's something that's just so valuable to help you grow, not only as a speaker, but as a person to be able to take feedback, not as a challenge, but as something that I want to make you better. I think I think I changed midway compared to like three years ago when I was giving them the feedback was I started to listen. I asked questions instead of saying like it's simple things, you know, like if you're you know you're a VP ed right now. But because I have been a VP ed, I don't want to say, oh Xavier, you need to cut your meetings to 55 minutes. That's not gonna work. <laughs> if I said that, then it's gonna be very bad because you're gonna have your own reasons for like exactly you had reasons you made it three speeches because you have 45 people and that's completely justified and a good reason so i figured that maybe if i asked the question like hey why do you have it one hour 15 minutes instead of saying have it 55 minutes or it's not going to work i figured that if i asked out for the reasons or justifications that would you know if you're one of the person who doesn't want to say it to somebody you know who's uh, who's been there was an expert then at least at me asking questions would bring out that answer in an advertent way, and I can walk away without saying anything to you um, in terms of the feedback because you were just already working. So I've changed to that aspect now. I don't ask him to do or change things. You know, uh, I ask him like, why did you use red instead of blue? You know, was there a reason for, for doing that? Corey maybe did that. Walking you to figure out your own flaws, something like that, he, he did that where, he would ask you questions and then you figure out, ah, okay, I did that wrong. Okay. So it, it makes you think you're the one who figured it out. You learn in a nice way rather than being told you were wrong. So. 
And when you, when you mentioned Corey, I, I think about his leading me through the transformation that I've been through in the wisdom that he brings to that. Some of the most transformative things that he's led me through, it's not necessarily something he said, it's things that he didn't say. Yeah. Kind of getting back to what you were saying with less is more, cutting out words. And it was by not saying maybe what I was expecting to hear that it reframed the problem that I was facing. Because at, at, at a certain point, as he's leading me through something, if I'm pushing back, he knows I already know what he's going to say. So by not saying it, it makes me have it in my head, him saying it. Now, granted, that, that takes a couple years of, of friendship and closeness to, to get to a point where I already know what he's going to say. Learning how to receive feedback is definitely another piece that, that we get out of this and learning how to give it in a way that it, it really does transform someone. And granted in, in professional environments, you build a relationship and, and maybe it's not gonna be as close as a friendship, it's just a professional relationship, but still you spend years together with these folks. And I, I think about the people that I have built work relationships with, the ways that I've been able to help them grow Granted, I've only been a manager now for, for two years, but those relationships are really deep and they're deeper because of the way that I've been able to give them that feedback or not say certain things that maybe they're expecting to hear and the way that that reframes the problem for them. I think that's the magic that yeah. is Toastmasters is, is that listening and giving feedback. It brings so much, so much power to the way that we relate to each other when we, can, when we can really hear each other and then give that feedback. Yeah, and it's just like you said, it's not a, you know, a book where you have chapters on, you know, do this, do this, this is how you need to give feedback. It's just you watch these people, you listen to so many other people give feedback, and then you learn to pick those things. And someone could listen to a podcast or read a book, but walking the territory of it rather than just reading the map, but actually doing it in real time, that experience of giving that feedback, that it, it teaches you things about how to get across this particular bridge, how to, how to go through this particular valley of, of the territory and not just kind of looking at, well, this is what it says I should do. Totally. Actually doing it in real time is, is all the difference. Absolutely. And I think I had that experience with the presentations. You know, there are so many books about how to present, how to make your slides. And I followed some of them. But how do you know it worked or didn't work until you actually do it in front of an audience and they go wow or nay? And I saw that, you know, when you see other people's presentation and you pick these little things that they did and you follow the same thing, you do, do a good presentation, then that confirms it. You're just giving one presentation every six months. It's like, you do all this preparation to, to get ready for it. And it's like, oh, okay, how do I do? It's like, oh, pretty, pretty good. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to come and say, oh, that was bad. <laughs> like for my PhD talks, it wasn't that people said, oh, that was a good talk. You know, everybody's going to say that, you know, at least your mentors and people like that. But if people came with questions that you didn't expect them to, that was when you know people were listening to you. To kind of get back up to that bird's eye view, we're working on this really to speak to 
a new generation of, of Toastmasters, whether it's at Tiger Tales or, or maybe at a, a few other clubs. And you said a couple things about um, helping folks who are trying to figure out how to write a speech or trying to figure out what's their next topic going to be. In not necessarily specific to the details of, of speech writing, but somebody who's just joining up in Toastmasters or thinking about joining, what advice would you have for them? One is they have taken the very first step, which is kudos to them. And it's just the start of a, a new beginning. So they just have to, if they had the courage to come through the door and join Toastmasters, they had something in mind that they wanted out of it. It's just taking everything that's coming their way um, until they find it. Not shying away from what you have entered into um, just because of a few hurdles here and there. I think that's the key. It's a little demoralizing at the beginning, yes, because you're comparing yourself with other newbies. Keep going with an open mind, and then you will eventually just excel so much that nobody can say anything that demoralizes you anymore. Your goal was to come in to become a better speaker, presenter, more confident leader. So to not forget that, that mission that you had when the going gets, gets tough, you're giving your first speech and it didn't go over as well as you thought, or like you do a role and, and mess up. A great thing about being, being a member, being a speaker with great speakers around you is that you're only gonna get better because some of that stuff is gonna come on to you, whether it's uh, being able to tell jokes better or just stand more confidently without ego swagger. One of the first thing as basic humans we do is we don't look at, wow, look at all these awesome speakers. I'm going to learn so much. The first thing that comes to our mind is, oh my God, they're so good and I'm so bad. Or look, this person is the same age, the same class as me, and he's better and he's getting all the you know appreciation and I'm not. So you start always thinking negative. And I think, I mean, as the welcoming group, you guys do that awesomely. You, know, you just make them feel welcome, even though you're telling them, certain things that they might be doing incorrectly. It's just how you tell it. Pretty, I just want to thank you so much for everything that you've done for Tiger Tales. It's your attention to detail and your great spirit that has helped set what we are today. You deepen those grooves that we got to move through and just slowly get better and better. Also, thank you for your wise words here to help remind us of what those roots even are. Tune in for our next series with the one and only Rob McCarthy. See you next time. I can't wait uh, to get you at a meeting and get you speaking because I, I think that would be really cool. Just give me a couple of months. <laughs> to a couple of months. <laughs> I told you, right? Speaking is not the issue for me. It's getting the speech. So if you have a speech ready, I can do it. Uh, I'll write one up for you.